Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fantasy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. We're back live today as we'll be reviewing Game Week 20 and previewing Game Week 21. Just before we start the podcast, as usual now, we've got a Peely's puzzle or a quick Who Am I? Two clues will be given now and two midway through the podcast. This is probably the toughest one I've done so far. Let's see if you can get it. So, first clue. I started my career at Wealdstone in 2003 after leaving Chelsea's Academy. And I first played in the Premier League for Everton in 2010-11, making 32 league appearances in that debut season. But obviously, as I said, welcome back. Uh, on the agenda today, we're going to be discussing the Blades, who shocked the footballing world as they triumphed over Manchester United by two goals to one. The Reds score their first goals of 2021 in the league after a classy away performance in North London as Manchester City run riot at the Hawthorns. To discuss all that and more, we've got my right-hand man from the Esports Live commentary box. It's Elliot Craig. Elliot, how are you tracking? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad in a, in a real-life sense, mate, but in terms of the footballing world and fantasy footballing world, I'm not doing too brilliant, but that's what we're going to discuss today, so we'll have to keep that uh, a little bit under the radar for now and we can get into it a bit later, mate. Yeah, of course. Obviously, it sounds like a broken record with football and I mean, not so much fancy, you're doing all right in that, but football definitely. Um, as you can see, a little bit different. We've got our Twitter handles up on the screen. So uh, I'm at Oliver, uh, Ollie Walker Peel, rather, um, Elliot, at Elliot Craig, too. Go give us a follow on there. We'll start producing a bit more FPL content on there. And obviously, as we'll uh, bring Jack into the podcast, and you've got Matt's Guru section coming on later on, you can see their handles on the screen. So go and give us all a follow. That would be much appreciated so we're going to start with the fixtures and results as usual so we're going to go back to game week 20 and we're going to start at Selhurst Park where West Ham beat Crystal Palace in a five goal thriller Thomas Suchek a favorite of the podcast scored twice and Craig Dawson one of my assets as well he scored as a late goal from Mitchie Batchewai was only a consolation after Wilfred Zaha opened up the scoring for the Eagles 3-2 to West Ham with the score Newcastle can't buy win at the moment they actually got a goal which is quite rare at the moment for the tune, but the parity only lasted four minutes. The Jack Harrison wonder strike won the game for the Yorkshire side. Southampton, they beat Arsenal in the FA Cup at the weekend, but couldn't repeat that feat in the league. 3-1 it was to Arsenal. They did take the lead, though, the Saints. Brilliantly worked goal straight off the training ground. And Stuart Armstrong. Strike. Yeah, wasn't it just? It was a great ball in from uh, James Ward-Prowse, and it was lashed home by Stuart Armstrong, but Lacazette. Pepe and Bakayo Saka, who, by the way, is playing some incredible football for Arsenal at the moment. He's probably their best young player at the minute alongside Emil Smith-Rowe, but he, uh, they all scored as it finished 3-1 to the Gunners. Uh, Manchester City, as we said in the intro, absolutely hammered West Brom. I got rid of Jao Cancelo to my peril as uh, Ilkay Gundogan, the aforementioned Jao Cancelo, Mares and Sterling all got on the score sheet. Bit of controversy about that Jao Cancelo goal after it was obviously flagged offside by... Uh, Lineswoman Sean Massiellis, but it was given, it was onside, and she made the incorrect call. And there you go, 5 0 to Manchester City. That one stood, by the way, very good linesman Sean Massiellis, but made the incorrect call there. They're actually talking about it, weren't they? How good a, a linesman Sean Massiellis was. And, uh, and then, then she obviously made the incorrect call, but it but it happens, um, of course. But big win there for, for Manchester City, really a statement of intent to the league, Elliot. Yeah, I mean, Big Sam wasn't very happy with it. I don't know if you saw his post-match uh, interview, but he was not happy with because it was their second goal, wasn't it? He wasn't happy at all with it. But, you know, you're not wrong. She's a brilliant lineswoman. Every time she's with us or has a game for us, she's brilliant every time. So, you know, they're just, they're human. They make mistakes as well. But with VAR these days and everything, it's got to be tough for the linesmen because they've been told to keep their flags down. And then, you know, they didn't really get a shot off for a while. So she just raised it and then... 
you know, you just got to play on. Even when the even when the flag's been raised, you've just got to play on as a defender these days. I think, which is just ludicrous. But it's how football is at the minute, so we just got to get on with it. I think, mate. Yeah, it was similar at Bramall Lane last season for uh, John Joe Shelby. Happened yeah. exactly the same, wasn't it? Oh, pretty much, mate. I mean. Andy Carroll flicks it on to Shelby. Flags put up. He's one-on-one with Dean Henderson. Slots at home. I thought he was going to get booked for time-wasting. thought he was going to get a yellow card for simulation. But they, they check it on VAR and they give a goal because you just you just got to play on, I think, these days because you never know. Because as a fan watching that game, you could see Shelby was onside. But as a player, you, you can never tell. So you just got to keep going until the whistle's blown, I think. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the linesman can raise a flag until the referee blows his whistle play on isn't it it goes back to the old say and play to the whistle so definitely mate definitely so um bit of an interesting one in our next game that was Burnley beat Aston Villa by three goals to two I woke up and Villa were two one up at this point five minutes later and Burnley had taken the lead Ben Mee Chris Wood and Dwight McNeil scored the goals for the Clarets as Jack Grealish and Ollie Watkins both scored for Aston Villa Jack Grealish again on form but uh, the Lancashire side took all three points at Turf Moor. A couple of board draws. We won't really talk too much about them. Chelsea, Wolves, Brighton, Fulham both ended nil-nil. Everton won, Leicester won. Poor error from Jordan Pickford cost Everton dearly. James Rodriguez scored the uh, the first goal that put Everton 1-0 up. But Yuri Tielemans, it was a bit of a lucky shot, wasn't it? Straight to Jordan Pickford. You just think he's going to pick that ball up and, and restart play. But he somehow... Stuff's never with Pickford. It's never safe with Pickford, mate. I've always said that. It's never, never an easy save for him. Little arms. <laughs> and there must have been a wry smile. I was going to say a wry smile on your face when you saw he conceded that. Is it with his uh, history at Sunderland? <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. He, he likes to wind us Newcastle fans up, so we always like getting the last laugh against him for sure. Well, it's happened again over the last couple of days. We're going to bring Jack in in a moment, but he won't be happy with this result. What a shock this was. Sheffield United beating Manchester United at Old Trafford. Keen Bryan got his first goal in the Premier League for the Blades. Harry Maguire restored parity before a deflected shot from Oliver Burke. It came off for Axel Twanzebe and wrong-footed David De Gea completing a shock result for the Yorkshire side. Absolutely stunning result that really shakes up the bottom of that table. And even yeah, the top as, a new, as well. As a, as a Newcastle fan, I wasn't happy with it because you never know because they, they, they played good football last season, Sheffield. So they've got to have something still there for this season. But it's, it's going to be interesting the bottom of the table as, as with the top, mate, definitely. Yeah, we'll round through these results just quickly. And uh, we'll also get through these fixtures as well. Um, so just to round off, the final game was this morning, Liverpool beating Tottenham by three goals to one few uh, VAR controversies there, but we won't dwell too much on those. Let's talk about some actual football fixtures for Game Week 21. Another quick deadline turn around 10pm Melbourne time, Saturday Saturday night, that is, as Everton hosts Newcastle in the first game, the early kickoff at Goodison Park. Crystal Palace hosts Wolves at 2am Melbourne time, and at the same time, concurrently, Manchester City will host Sheffield United. West Brom will also host Fulham, so three games on at that time. Arsenal Man United in the traditional big heavyweight clash is on straight after that. And then Southampton host Aston Villa at 8pm local time. Chelsea host Burnley to start the Sunday. Leicester Leeds, West Ham, Liverpool and Brighton. Tottenham to round out the game week. So Elliot, over to your shocks. And surely there's got to be some Sheffield United uh, assets in here. 
Unfortunately, there's not, mate, because they didn't get two big scores, but we'll get into it now. So game week 20 is now ended. Um, the uh, the highest score in the world was 123 points and the average was 42 points, which I fell beneath this week. But we'll get on to that a little bit later. So firstly, it's going to be like a dagger into your heart, Ollie, but we've gone with Jao Cancelo. Uh, the Man oh, City fullback no. managed a goal, an assist and a clean sheet. And not only that, but he also got three bonus points in their 5-0 win over the baggies which gave him 17 points in game week 20 which you missed out on and then secondly this is going to be a dagger into jack's heart i think uh, we have thomas suchek who scored 15 points in this game week with uh in game week 20 which came from two goals and three bonus and then finally this morning over to the red side of merseyside who played in london where sadio mane managed Two assists, a goal, two bonus points, which gave him 15 points. But they were my three shocks of the week, mate. Yeah, brilliant. I just want to go back, annoyingly as it is, to that Jao Cancelo point, because we've just had a comment from Hamza on YouTube saying, should I go with two Manchester City defenders or two Manchester City midfielders? Well, it definitely depends on the midfielders that you're throwing up. You see the comment on the screen there. I've got uh, three defenders or the two defenders and the goalkeeper, and that's worked really well for me. So... Obviously, the guru is not here to uh, answer your question live, so we'll try and provide some of that for you. But I would go the two defenders, but it definitely depends on the midfielders you're bringing in. Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne has been a little bit off colour, but if you're looking at potentially Ilkay Gundogan, possibly maybe a Raheem Sterling, it might work out. But I'd go the defenders just because it's worked for me. And if I was to pick two, it's really tough because obviously the Pep Roulette at the moment. Obviously, I'd say with with security that you go with the two centre halves in Stone and D- Stones and Diaz. But as we've seen, the fullbacks can also get forward. But my answer to that would be two City defenders, and I'd probably go Stones and Diaz. Elliot, how would you answer that? I think it's a difficult one because they've got Sheffield United and Burnley in the next two fixtures, but then they've got Liverpool and I think Spurs in back-to-back weeks. So I'm not I'm not too sure. I, I personally have got the defenders at the minute. I think they look a lot more solid at the back this season. Definitely, I think. You know that in past years they've they've gone out and they've just attacked, 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 and they've they've leaked a few goals. But it seems to be a bit different this season. So I I personally think I'd go with the defenders because I think they're safe points and they also look like, you know, as you're saying, the fullbacks get forward. John Stones has looked a threat from set pieces and stuff like that. But I think then again, if you're going to go with like a Gundogan and a Sterling or something like that, it's also a safe option or a Mares or whatnot. But I think defenders is the way to go with Man City assets this season, especially with De Bruyne out at the minute. I'd probably hold off on the midfield and go with the defenders personally. So uh, thank you to Hamza for your question there and any other questions that you've got while we're live, roll those through it and we'll try and answer those for you. So we've done the results, we've done the fixtures. What is now left is to bring in our guest for the week, the solitary guest, as uh, obviously, as we've said, Matt is not with us for the moment. He will be making an appearance though via video or on a video, at least he's recorded his guru section, but we still have the uh, regular guest, from the esports live sector, it's Jack Gillibrand. Jack, how are you, mate? Ollie, Elliot, how are we doing, boys? It's nice to be uh, live on uh, to, on all our platforms here with you guys. And what a great intro! And nice to see a couple of comments coming through as well. Um, you know, from Hamza in there. So, Hamza, how are you? I hope the guru's watching this as well. He'll be gutted he's, uh, he's missing out. You'd Probably like would have just talked so about well. Gundogan for twenty minutes, wouldn't he? Probably just would have gone on about how good of an option he is. <laughs> You're not wrong. Fair, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be him. wrong. He wouldn't be wrong, but he loves his Gundogan and his Sterlings. The guru does. He's got a little bit of a man crush, I think, on them at the minute. Yeah, we've got his Scout 11 that we've got to discuss as well, and Gundogan is in there, so we will have to talk about it even in his absence. 
which, you know, of course we do because he's on great form at the moment. So uh, Jack's obviously here with us. Matt isn't, but hopefully he's back on the next podcast for us. So on to the mini league now. And it's been a bit of an interesting one because this is one of the more low scoring game weeks that we've seen so far. So we're going to bring up the mini league table for the moment. Tom Stone still leads it. As you see, uh, a few stats on the screen there. A lot of people captaining Fernandez and blanking. Obviously had a good fixture on paper, but obviously it didn't turn out to uh, any FPL contributions. He's still top of that league though, is Tom Stone's. He's 11 clear of Nijaran in second. Eno is in third. Keith in fourth. The Guru himself, Matt Day in fifth. Mustafa in sixth. Morgan Hanley in seventh. Rash in eighth. Panagiotis in, in, in equal eighth. And we've got Elliot, who's in 10th, taking a bit of a fall, Elliot, after a really shocking week, to be honest. Yeah, two weeks on the dot, mate. You can't have that in this league. It's competitive. So I've got to try and limit the damage this week, to be honest. But just shocking all around. Shocking, shocking, shocking this week from me. As we've brought your team up on the screen, you've fallen outside the top 100k yeah. overall rank, which is a bit frustrating for you. But yeah, the average 42, as you said before, you got 30 points. Can you just describe your thought process? What went wrong with this team? I, I honestly, mate, I knew that Dallas and Kufal didn't have much hope for them to get many points, but Salah, Son, and Kane, I had those three going into this morning's games, and I said to you, I'm like, one of them has to do something, something that will get me above the average this morning, and none of them did anything. It was the Mane show and the Bobby Firmino show this morning, which was frustrating because it shouldn't have been that way. If, if VAR wasn't a thing, we would have had. 15 or so points from the Spurs assets because it was a song goal, Kane assist, so it was a bit frustrating, but Bamford played rubbish even though he, he did get the win, so I doubt he cares if he didn't do well for my FPL team at all, but Madison didn't fire, unfortunately, which is a bit frustrating, but I've got hope with him in his next two fixtures, and then Arsenal obviously uh, screwed away their clean sheet, which would have been their fifth consecutive clean sheet uh, for the first time in a while, apparently, I read. But yeah, just a poor, poor week for me all around, mate. No excuses. It was just not good enough for me. So I've got to try and fix it for this week, but I'm not too sure how I'm going to do that yet. You're not You're not too sure how you're going to do that. You've talked about maybe playing your wild card. Is that something that you may Ooh. well consider or are you going to shelve those plans for now? Yeah, I just think it's better saving it for a double game week upcoming though. That's the thing. Cause I think a couple of teams have got double game weeks in game week 24 and 26. So I don't know, but I just feel like I'm going to keep slipping and slipping until I play my wild cards. I don't know if it's better to just bite the bullet now, but then I think, Oh, if I played it now, I should have just played it double game week two weeks ago and got a good score. But it's just, I'm all over the place at the minute, mate. I don't know how I'm going to recover from this. It's going to be going to be interesting, but I'll, I'll figure, have to figure something out because otherwise, it won't be a good showing from me, which we can't be having, mate. <laughs> Definitely not. Another person who has talked about playing their wild card is uh, is Jack. So we'll go on to his team next. And I think we've all got the same issue at the moment. Jack has gone above the average this week, by the way, 47 points with the with the points it takes him down to 43. But I think we all have the issue. And the issue is, is with the uh, Tottenham man up top, Harry Kane. Obviously, if you don't play your wild card, Jack, where are you going to go? Yeah, I think it's a it's a tough one. It's it's so tempting to play that wild card. Um, I've had a couple of messages this week saying my team's looking a bit stale because my midfield aren't hitting, which has probably been the case for the last couple of weeks. So it's uh, it's quite frustrating because there's players on there that I think, oh, you know, obviously Fernandez and Rashford. You're hoping, but Rashford with the knock, obviously you talk and he got fit for Sheffield United. Absolutely horrific score uh, that United suffered. Uh, I brought Cavani in, uh, thinking he might do the job, but he didn't get on until later on. 
and obviously with the cane with that one now, uh, with the uh, injury, and then the Gundogan one. It's a, it's a, you know, I went Foden because uh, everyone's going Gundogan over the last couple of weeks. Still hasn't uh, hit since he came in for me. Um, what am I going to do? I still don't know. I don't think I'm going to play my wild card. I think I am going to hold it. Um, so I'm just going to maybe make one one decision in there, either Rashford or Kane um, to come out. Um, and yeah, and see how that goes and see if that maybe fixes it and try and have a good week. But there's not many other options I can go to, if I'm honest. I mean, by all reports, I think Kane's out for a little while. I think a few weeks... Uh, Jose Mourinho is quoted in saying in his post-match press conference. So it seems like a pressing worry for a lot of FPL teams out there. Yeah. If you who, were to who replace you, who Kane, boys thinking? Yeah, who are you boys thinking? Yeah. I was just about to, to get onto that. I was been looking at it today, and there's a lot of options. There's people like Danny Ings, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who are in the Guru Scat Eleven that yeah. we'll talk about later. Even people like Mikhail Antonio, possibly Ollie Watkins. So there's many options. Elliot, I know you're in the same position with Kane. I think most FPL managers are. Who's your option? Because I think you're going to have to get rid of Kane. Who are you going to go to in that strike department? It's a tough one because Ings, he was very prolific last season, don't get me wrong, but he just hasn't been the same player this season. He's still been good and he's still done the business, but he's just not been as consistent. And then again, I was going to go on to Ollie Watkins. He hasn't either before he played us. He hasn't scored in six or seven game weeks, I think, but he... He's in form at the minute, I think. So I'm, I'm really not sure who I'm going to go with. I don't fancy Antonio, just because I know West Ham's fixtures uh, aren't aren't brilliant. They're not they're not awful, but Liverpool this week, I, I sort of need to get points on the board now and then. Because if I'm going to play my wild card in a few weeks, I don't have to think about the long game for my transfers now because I could just get rid of them anyway. So I need to get a player in uh, for this game week and next game week. So it'd probably be Ings. Maybe Calvert-Lewin, because I fancy him to score against us. I think anyone does, so yeah. I'm not too he's, sure, though. He's got, he's got Newcastle and Leeds right in the next two fixtures, so he's, po- yeah. he's probably, you know, as a fix for the next two two game weeks for sure, yeah? Yeah, and Leeds aren't great from set pieces and whatnot that defensively, so I think he's probably a safe bet for a lot of FPL managers at the minute. Yeah. Brilliant insight at least for the moment. There is a lot of options out there. Get your questions through surrounding Harry Kane, whether you're going to wildcard. If there are people watching out there, you can get your questions through and we'll do our best to answer those for you. I'm going to bring my team up next and it's a really annoying one because as I've said before, I've gone under the average. I don't know if I said that off air or on it, but I've gone under the average if I didn't say that already. 41 points. The average was 42. I was absolutely fuming with this morning's game because so many times, that you know, you think, you know, a Son and Kane... They had the partnership flourishing, but that goal was ruled out. Salah had a goal ruled out for a handball in the build-up. It was really annoying. Kane's injury. I mean, the game week started so well. Obviously, I had 18 points from Manchester City assets in in defence in the back line. And Craig Dawson scored. And you think, you know, you're flying. You just need one of your attacking assets to contribute. And you're going to get a decent score. And none of them did. So, it was really frustrating. Obviously, Sanchez on the bench, the Brighton goalkeeper, clean sheets. That's always nice to see that. You know, my defensive uh, my defensive goalkeepers provided some competition for Edison in net. But it's really disappointing how none of my attacking players fired. It's highly frustrating in there with that midfield. It's obviously similar. I think a lot of people have got these similar options now. And I think even, what do you think with the Kane absence, the, having his son as an asset in there without Kane? It's it's got to put question marks over that surely as well. It will, yeah. but I think Son's still good enough of an asset to to flourish by himself. Obviously, you look at the players they're going to bring in. It's probably 
Vinicius or Lucas Moura, who they might well bring in. But I think Son will be all right, to be honest. I think you can still hold him without many worries, even though he might not score as well as he's been scoring. I think he'll score enough to be able to keep him in. Elliot, what are you going to do with uh, Hyungman Son? I don't really have much option, but to hold on to him, mate, I was going to say that before when we were talking about Kane is that, you know, they're sort of like dumb and dumber, aren't they? Batman and Robin, whatever you want to say. Dumb and dumber is a bit harsh. They're they're decent (laughs) players. Give them a bit of credit. I mean, they weren't this morning, mate. I've got bad blood with them at the minute. So, yeah, I don't know. Because Son did the business without Kane for when Kane was injured last season for a little bit of time before he himself got injured. So I'm really not sure. But I think I'm going to hold on to him because he might, you never know, he could get played through the middle up top now instead of out wide. So it could could pay off. It couldn't, might not. So we'll just have to see how it goes, I think. But Brighton this week, you'd fancy him to score. So... I'll stick with him. And what about the Bruno and Salah shout about ins and outs here? You boys quite happy to keep hold of him? Because I know a lot of people will be talking about that as well. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to hold with both of them. I think Salah's got a decent record against West Ham. Arsenal against Man United. Man United will want to win that a lot, I think. So that that's a big, yes. big game for them. A massive game. A so lot. I think Bruno is going to step up and he's going to score two penalties. So it'll be all right. So you're, you're Bruno in, and then what do you reckon about yeah. Salah? Obviously, you have Salah for you, Ollie. Both of them are staying in my team. They've been out of form, <laughs> but it just takes one game week and they're right back into it. So Bruno in, oh, Salah in, and yeah. I think I've got more pressing issues at the moment. Solve my more immediate one. It will be Harry Kane out, and that will be my only transfer for the week. To who, though, I'm not too sure. Potentially Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Obviously, yeah. Everton have got Newcastle this week. You'd probably bank on him to score at least once there. And then, you know, I'll, I'll probably go Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but we'll have to see what happens there. But I'll be bringing a striker in for Harry Kane this week. But that is our mini-league done. We've uh, gone through the table. We've gone through our scores and our transfers as well. So there you go. We've got the second lot of clues for Peely's Puzzler to come in a moment. But we're just going to bring up the FPL Manager of the Week for the Esports Live and FPL Addicts League. I have to see who that is. It's 76 points. It's last one pick, Keith Thomas. He's in the top 10. He got 76 points as well, did Keith. So we'll bring his team up. He's fourth in the league now he's moved up to with that score. So he's absolutely flying. We'll bring his team up onto the screen now to give him the airtime that he deserves. He gets $10 credit worth of Esports Live vouchers as well. While he's at it, you can play for cash pool and prizes on Rocket League, NBA 2K, FIFA and PES. And Manchester City assets are absolutely flourishing for him, Jack. Yeah, he's looking really good in there. And he's, as I forgot to mention, in my team, similar with the uh, Cancelo in the back. I brought him in for Chilwell. And obviously, he's got he's got his City assets in there and they're all, they're all flying. You've got Suchek in there, obviously one of my favourites. Um, and then, obviously, with Fernandes and Salah, he's got a nice-looking team, hasn't he? Um, I'm, I'm sure Bamford was expected to shoot even higher, so he's probably uh, disappointed not to get a bigger score there. Quite potentially, but he's got some massive double-figure scores anyway. Elliot, it's Thomas Suchek. It's the debate we've all been having. He's a defensive midfielder that's booking the trend. If you don't have him for the moment, do you have to pull the trigger now and bring him in? I've always had a uh, a philosophy of never getting in defensive midfielders in FPL, but I think he is going to change that philosophy for me this season after this week because I think you have to have him at this point because he's just scoring. 
he feels like he scores every week. I know everyone says that. It feels like he scores every single time West Ham play. And it's just ridiculous. I've, I've not seen anything like this in a long time for a defensive midfielder. He just flings no, himself into no. the box and just does the business. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It really is. No, it is. It's definitely unusual. But he's flying Thomas Suchek and he may well be the asset that you should next bring in for your teams. I mean, there'll be um, a lot of um, talk about assets coming up in the guru section. But before that, we've got Peely's puzzle, the second lot of clues. There's two more now to uh, add on to those two before. So the first of these next two clues, I'm a Jamaican international, played six times for my country, and I scored the winning goal in the 09-10 season when Leeds recorded a famous win against Manchester United in the third round of the FA Cup, the last Yorkshire side to beat Manchester United at Old Trafford before Sheffield United's success this week. A bit of a mouthful there, but let's see if you can get it. Tough clues, but it's gettable. Can you get it? Let's see. So uh, now we're going to be bringing in the guru. A little bit different this week. He's not live with us. He's going to be on a video here. So uh, Jack's got that all sorted. It's a shorter section. He'll still be going through his form players. Differentials. His three teams to watch. His captain and his curveball captain. So uh, Matt, he's uh, not obviously not with us, as I say. But we'll bring the video up now so you can still get your insight. Thanks, Ollie. So we're going to start with our uh, form players currently. There is quite a few of them, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bargains currently in FPL. And the two players I'm going to go with for our current form players, it's got to be my man of the week. I've been talking about him for a while now. Ollie, you'll be very happy to hear. Gundogan, Manchester City. Unbelievable game week. 14 points. Currently the uh, the most informed player in the Premier League on the, on FPL. Definitely a form player. He was one of my differentials and ones to watch last week. Absolutely love him. Brilliant player. Another form player. I don't always like to uh, to give the Arsenal boys a mention, as considering I'm obviously a big Spurs fan, but it's got to be Saka. Unbelievable. Uh, very, very cheap. Midfield seems to be getting goals and assists every single week. So um, huge, huge form player at the moment. Arsenal, I'd, I'd probably say they're uh, on a bit more of a groove as, as to what they were before and you know, a bit more reliable with their results. So, you know, he's a good alternative. If you don't have Sujek, a uh, good chance to get someone like Saka or, or Gundogan in very similar prizes, prices. Um, so we'll move on. We've got my uh, my differentials for game week 21. Going to start with Bernardo Silva, 1% owned. Manchester City have Sheffield United this week at home. Silva got an assist in the week against West Brom and uh, he was subbed early. So he's well rested. Definitely worth a look. Very well priced. 1% huge differential. If you put him in, grabs a goal, grabs a goal and assist, a couple of goals. You know, you're going to move above your mates in your mini league. So definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, another one we've got, uh, one, of, uh, one of my favourite players at the moment from my own team, Spurs. Nundonbelli, 0.7% owned absolutely nothing um again you put him in gets a goal gets a couple of assists you know, you're going to move uh, above your, your mates in your mini league again 5.9 million scored a double in the fa cup against wickham a uh, brilliant couple of goals as well and he obviously got that absolute wildy against sheffield united so tango Numdumbelli, definitely one to watch you get that spurs coverage as well against brighton away this week really really good alternative to uh, to son and kane my third one it's going to be the man uh, scored for Everton this week. He's back on our radars. It's James Rodriguez. 
8.5% owned, still below 10%. And this week, I'm sorry, Elliot, but he's got probably the worst team in the league at the moment, Newcastle at home. Definitely got to get him in if uh, if you're looking at an Everton asset in midfield and you've got a spare space. My, uh, my fourth one, I'm going to go with the West Brom player here, and it's going to be Pereira. We all know him from the uh, double game week uh, where he got the uh, 20, I think it was 24 points. Unbelievable. Penalty taker, free kick taker. Fulham at home this week. She- I think it's Sheffield United away next week as well. So two fixtures you'd expect West Brom to you know, go for and grab a couple of goals. 0.9% owned. Unbelievable, that is. Um, he's definitely one I'd probably be keeping on an eye on in my team. I think Smithrow uh, got a knock. Um, so I do need to find a, uh, a cheap backup. And, uh, you know, Pereira could be one on my radar. And then my uh, my last differential, I'm going to go with a Leicester player. Home to Leeds this weekend. I'm not liking Leeds form. And it's going to be Timothy Castagna. Um, 4.9% owned, really, really low. He's back from injury. He's back in the lineup. We all know how well he did at the start of the season. If you've got a, a decent spot left in your defence, um, he's a bit more premium, but um, we know he likes an assist and he likes a goal. So there are my differentials. Bernardo Silva, Nindombele, Hamas Rodriguez, Pereira and Castagna. So moving on, we'll go to my uh, my three teams for the week. Going to have to begin in Manchester. And sorry to our uh, our guest, Jack. It's not going to be Manchester United. Um, we know they let us down against Sheffield, uh, Sheffield United, but the other Manchester club, Man City, probably won't. Uh, home against Sheffield United, of course, this weekend. One of my teams, second one, just mentioned them, have probably the easiest fixture of the weekend being uh, Newcastle at home. So Everton are my other team. And then my third team, this was a hard one to pick. I thought about Leicester at home to Leeds, um, but it had to be my own club Spurs at Brighton, purely for the fact Brighton, I think they're about, what, 17th in the league. Um, you know, we got Son and Kane, and uh, I think it's just too hard to uh, to look past Spurs as uh, one of the three teams. So Man City, Everton and Spurs are my three teams. So we'll have a look now at our uh, our captains. Um, and there's a couple of uh, premium options in there. Harry Kane, Brighton away, tells its own story. Scored against him in the home game. And I think he got the uh, the bonus points that day as well. So definitely a captain choice. Another one who I've, I've mentioned a lot on the pod this season. Hasn't been in my own team for a while, but it's going to be Raheem Sterling. Home to Sheffield United. Goal and assist in the week. And the man of the moment, the man I uh, got a bit of FPL loving for at the moment, Gundogan. Uh, definitely a captain shout this weekend. Played 50 minutes against West Brom, 14 points. Got subbed off early. Surely going to start again this weekend, and you'd expect at least a goal as a return. And then my fourth captain choice, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Home to Newcastle. He was big at the start of the season. Dropped off a bit lately, but Newcastle at home, you'd expect a double out of Dominic Calvert-Lewin in that. You'd think 2 or 3 nil to Everton. You'd expect him to get on the, on the score sheet at least. Um, so we end with the uh, with the curveball, and this week I'll go with a Leicester player at home to Leeds, Harvey Barnes. Um, I know Jack, our guest on the podcast, would uh, would love to hear that one. Did WhatsApp me asking about who he'd pref- I'd prefer out of uh, Madison and Harvey Barnes, and I think my uh, my curveball captain's just uh, just giving away the answer for him. Definitely got to be Harvey Barnes cur- as my curveball assist in the week against Everton as well. 
Um, so that rounds up my captains and my curveball captain. So boys, just left a, a present for you this week. Here's my Scout 11. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the, on my Scout 11 this week, boys. So go ahead. Thanks to Matt. Definitely a different guru section this week. And it's maybe also worth mentioning that that was recorded before the uh, Tottenham-Liverpool game this morning. So Harry Kane is out injured and uh, definitely one I wouldn't be captaining this week. So uh, don't captain Harry Kane on the guru's advice. As I say, I will repeat again, it was recorded before the Tottenham-Liverpool game. He's he's not trying to sabotage you. We can promise he's not trying to sabotage your weeks. (laughs) Not at all. He would never do that. But he has left us with a scout 11. Um. Jack, I would take yourself off mute just before you try and discuss anything, but uh, I'll just, we've had to uh, unmute mute ourselves there. But there he's got go. a decent team. He's loaded up um, at the back on Everton. He's got two Everton defenders there. Ruben Diaz alongside him with Ben Chilwell in the back three. Madison Son, Sterling, Gundogan and Pereira in a midfield five. In behind Danny Ings and Dominic Calvert-Lewin up top. I want to get your thoughts on that defence, Elliot, especially with... Uh, Jordan Pickford, probably one of your favourite players in uh, the Premier League at the minute. Alongside Digne, against your club, Newcastle, it's written in the stars that there's a clean sheet there, surely. Uh, I'd, I'd like to agree with you, mate, and I'd like to try and be optimistic, but I just don't trust Jordan Pickford ever, ever. No. <laughs> Never trust him. And I know we, we've been shocking. We've been awful. I'm the first one to say that, but... If we start St. Maximin, I think we will cause Pickford issues and I think we might grab a goal, to be honest. I think there's a chance of that because I think we looked a lot better against Leeds. I know Leeds and Everton are probably different levels. Everton are probably a better side, but I just I can't back Pickford. And now I've said that, he'll make 20 saves and keep a clean sheet, but I can never back a Maccam in net, mate. So I'm, I'm not happy with the guru for that one. I'll have to drop him a message later. But Digne, he's always, for a couple of years now, he's been prime. FPL fodder, hasn't he? He just, if, if he's whipping a ball into Cavett-Lewin, I think it's written in the stars, goal, Cavett-Lewin, assist, Digne. So I don't mind that, but I can never get on board with Jordan Pickford. So I'm having none of that. As you should be. Fighting talk from the Geordie against the Mackham. There you go. But um, he's gone with a midfield five, Jack. And obviously, I've had a midfield five this season, I think, or last week, sorry. And obviously, midfields have caused a few issues this week. He's got a few differentials with Mateus Pereira, he talked about Madison, even Raheem Sterling, who he's got the armband on in the Scout eleven. Bit of a different midfield. Would you back going with a midfield five or would you try a different formation? No, listen, I'm a, I'm a fan of the five in midfield. I think it's obviously been a very popular choice in, in FPL this year as well because you know, all of the striker assets. Obviously, Calvert-Lewin started the season off great. Innings has been in and out. Kane obviously started to come alive as well. But then obviously with the injuries and stuff, five's pretty good in there. Um, and then obviously onto the asset-wise, you know, Madison's on fire. Son, I just put a question mark over that without Kane. Um and then Sterling has been highly frustrating, so I always question mark him as well, uh, especially after he blazed that one over the crossbar the other week. I probably won't get over that, if I'm honest. Um, and then the Gundogan one, of course. I know a couple of people have ch- uh, captained him this week um, during the last week's game week. And obviously, he's been on, on serious form. And then Pereira kind of come out of nowhere the last couple of weeks, bagged himself a couple of goals, looking good and probably a good fixture with the, the home fixture against Fulham. So, good chance for them to uh, to to you know get in there and obviously there's big names missing out of that midfield because they're just simply not hitting the likes of Fernandez and Salah and uh, up top I just want to raise a, a little bit of a query before we move on it's Danny Ings and Dominic Calvert-Lewin I want to ask both of you if you're choosing between the two of those to replace Harry Kane 
Which one are you going with and why? Calvert-Lewin, you, Newcastle. <laughs> oh, Elliot, you go first then. Go on. Uh, Calvert-Lewin and Newcastle is probably fair. <laughs> um, no confidence in your own team, Elliot. I, th- I think yeah. like Calvert-Lewin absolutely, um, was absolutely flying for me at the start of the season and he's had a bit of a dip uh, for a couple of weeks, didn't he? But I think now maybe the time could be for him to come back in, So especially against that fixture against uh, Newcastle. Uh, Danny Ings, I've, I've never had him in my fantasy team, uh, but he's... He's obviously been flying for a lot of people. He's looked good, hasn't he? But I'm going to go DCL. There you go. There's a bit more advice for you from the from the non-gurus on the panel. But it's a decent scout 11, right? You wanted feedback? It's a decent scout 11. I think it'll score well. We'll have to see how it dodgy goes goalkeeper. next week. Dodgy goalkeeper. <laughs> dodgy, but uh, dodgy other, goalkeeper. Than that, other than that, it's not too bad. As we move on to draft, very nifty work on the share screen from Jack. And he won't be happy with this section. And for once, I've got something to shout about this week. We'll go to the results and I've beaten Jack by six points. So I'm right back in the thick of things for that title charge. I care about you're gonna, draft. You're going to win the league. You're going to win the league. I, I've, always, I've always cared about draft. All, never hated draft at all. Never, ever hated I've draft. I've had a nightmare there, aren't I? I've had a nightmare. I'll take that win and run. Dave has beaten Matt by three points. Good away win for, uh, for Statman Dave there. We've had uh, Nathan, who's beaten Rolando by 12 points. And uh, James Gasden beat yourself, Elliot, by 17 points. We'll have a look what that does to the league table. And it really, that top four is quite compact now. Obviously, you're still two wins clear, so you've still got a, a decent enough buffer. But I had two wins earlier on, and look how that turned out. Uh, Dave's in second, so it's a rags-to-riches story for, uh, for that man. He's come from nowhere, and he's in second spot. Started from the bottom, now he's here in second spot, and he's flying. He's uh, dethroned Matt, who's moved down to third. I've stayed in fourth. James is now in fifth. Elliot, you've moved down to sixth. James is one point clear of you at the moment, as uh, the Matt Clads are in seventh and Rolando in eighth. In terms of the fixtures for this upcoming week, we've got Rolando playing against you, Jack. So, Jack, you're hopefully getting back to winning ways there. Statman Dave will play against Elliot. I'll host James Gasden and Matt will play against Nathan. So that will wrap up the live podcast for this week. Before we go, though, Elliot, you've had a couple of shocking weeks, but um, how do you reckon this one's going to go? I'd love to tell you this is the week, mate, but it's, if Fernandez and Salah can't fire for me, then it's going to be another trying to scrape above the average one for me, I think. But we're optimistic here, so it's going to be a Salah masterclass, Bruno masterclass, and Newcastle are going to get three points. So it's going to be a good week, mate. It's going to be fine. You call me deluded. You're right to, but it's going to be a good yeah, week. I would. I would. And I've got to watch another Newcastle game. We were talking about it before uh, today at the beach. It's been like 10 Newcastle games I've seen this season. Um, it's not healthy. 10, not was, healthy. was it 10? It was no, 10, mate. It's, yeah, it's mental how I've done that. Not good for you. But, not good for you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's straight from Rovers, uh, from Newcastle into, into Blackburn. So there we go. If I've got to watch Newcastle, you've got to watch Rovers. That's probably a fair trade-off. As I've said, our handles are now here in the little boxes here. So go follow Jack at Esports Live now for all, for FPL content and also some uh, esports comps that are going on. Uh, I'm at Oliver, uh, Ollie Walker Peel on Twitter, at Ollie Walker Peel and Elliot at Elliot Craig 2 on Twitter. Go chuck us a follow over there. And as I've said, it rounds off another podcast. May all your FPL dreams come true and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>